Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 4, episode 47. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today I'm joined by Carol Aviard, um, who is someone that I've known for about six, seven years or so now, because um, I've been teaching her son drums over that amount of time when he was in primary school, all the way through to now when he's just finishing secondary and school. Up to which college. Is, <laughs> I know, amazing to think. Um, and Carol also teaches year five and six music at Hartwell Primary School. Um, and you would have heard, having spoken to Jane Clancy from the school. Um, exactly what a fantastic music department it has so I thought we can sort of combine all these things and, and give you a real sort of sense of what it's like um, to have music in your school and, and how you go about doing that whether you're a specialist music teacher or whether you're just a class teacher slightly worried about how you're how you start your day with music and so we're going to cover all those sorts of things today and, and kind of give you some real great advice about how you do that so welcome Cal. Hi. So Let's start off, just give us a little bit of background about your teaching experience and, and, and I know you've been around the world mm-hmm. a little bit, so uh, and give people an idea of, of all that sort of thing. Yes, yeah, so my teaching experience, um, I started off as a woodwind peripatetic with Gwent Music Support Service over in Wales and through that, after being a woodwind peri, I got involved with early years music, so that was really the first time I had large groups um, that weren't specifically sitting down and playing a musical instrument. I'd done bands, I'd done orchestras, recorder groups, but that was the first time it was just me, a bunch of children and some songs and some tappy instruments. What do we do now? So we trained, we learned, we put this program together and that's got to be 20 years ago now when the whole early years movement really started off. And um, then we had the really bright idea as a family to move to California. It was a very good idea. And so I went to approach the local music service to become a woodwind teacher, and they didn't have them. (laughs) So I'm sat there thinking, well, okay, what do I do? So I had a a preschooler myself. I went into his nursery. I volunteered just to do some music because nobody else was doing it. So we started off that way. Then, of course, he got bigger. My daughter was also bigger, so I got into school. Would you like to do reading, Carol? Well, I could do music with you if you'd prefer. Okay. Took on a whole load more training, figured it all out. Was there all together for six years doing that. Came back um, to England after six years and realised actually there was more to me now than being a woodwind teacher. Yeah, for sure. And actually I wasn't really back too bad at doing this classroom work. Again, took on a load more training and, and, you know, and got a load more experience. The world had also moved on significantly. When I started off, I was on tapes. And anything you wanted, I would sit at my piano recording back in tapes to it. Yes. <laughs> then we had this thing called the internet with this huge amount of resources on it. We had wonderful companies set up that I use a lot. I discovered new people. I discovered Sarah Watts. I discovered Out of the Ark, all these wonderful resources. And actually, my life's become a lot easier. I don't have to recreate everything or cre- create Absolutely. rather than recreate um, things. And discovered, actually, I really quite enjoy this classroom work. So now I do a bit of everything. I, I've got my ensembles. I've got my private teaching practice for instruments. I am a woodwind peri. 
and I also do a lot of classroom work as well. So you can see there's a sort of real sort of diversity there, which, oh, yeah. which, which, keeps, which keeps life really interesting. <laughs> it does, because they actually do cross over as well, yeah. you know, and I think it makes me a better woodwind teacher and piano teacher, actually, to know where the children are coming from um, in school, rather than just this little poppet and have to do them to practice this week. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Know. And so in terms of Hartwell School, which, mm-hmm. um, having spoken to Jane, you know, it's got a thriving music Hasn't department. <laughs> um, I mean, what 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 do you think is is the key to that? I mean, I know you've not been mm-hmm. there for the whole time that Jane was there, but yeah. what do you think was the key to their success in having music at the heart of the school? Well, Jane, to start off with, Jane has the vision. She knows that if you teach music in school, your results will go up. You've you've got engaged children. You've got engaged parents. Um, it is a, a it's a, vi- a lovely village school um so it's not short of a penny but it is a state school so you know it's pta funded yeah. as far as you know that kind of thing is concerned but she knows if she needs the resources she's got to pay for it and she will do that she's perfectly happy to do that and music is just throughout the school as what you do yeah there's there's no dividing lines anywhere you do music in a hartwell school and and, and from my interview with her, I think that came across that, you know, (laughs) if that's your starting point, then the rest of it does flow. It's just a question of putting in the organisation. She has very high standards as well. So, you know, when I first met Jane, she told me exactly what was going to be required. And with all my experience, I still have that moment of, oh, can I do this? And I had to have a little word with myself and say, this is what you want to do, Carol. This is the school. Yeah. And and so just explain what your role is in Mm -hmm. that school. So you do year five and six and the ensemble, sort of the people. So, that are really yeah. I do general. curriculum music for years five and year six, which is a PPA cover. Um, so while the teachers are doing their planning, I take their class yeah. to do that. Um, I also have two recorder groups. Now I have a younger one, complete beginners, and then I have a slightly older one because we're reading music as well and you can't really combine the two. Yeah. So those are lunchtime clubs. And then after school, I have the amazing Hartwell School Orchestra, which have been all around town last year <laughs> performing. And and it is wonderful. We've got from beginners, but we also have all the way up to grade four within a primary school because Jane puts the resources into it. And you know, and has the back end. Yeah, and, and that support because they've they've got a choir, haven't they, yes. as well that do yes. that. So yeah. um is is as we said on that previous podcast, you know, you have that music going on through reception all the way through yes. and then once they get to that slightly more advanced stage mm-hmm. in terms of age as, as, as yeah. well as musicality you know you've then got that ability if you've got the ensembles you've got the recorders you've yes. already started to read you're having yeah. your instrumental lessons and then mm-hmm. you've got your ensemble to be able to perform it's kind yes. of the perfect yeah. scenario yes and, it uh, is yeah. and their results yeah. are a, a testament to that yeah you know? yeah so that's brilliant when you've got a head like that yes. and, and it's all up and running <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's, you know, it makes our life very exciting and, and you, you know, you can really thrive and do that sort of thing. But you do you also teach in some other schools as yeah, well, I which, do. which, which yeah. have, have, have had less of that background. Yeah, absolutely. And some quite socially deprived schools as well. Um, and they pay me to go in to do music throughout the entire school, their assemblies, singing assemblies, um, and what have you. And they generally don't have the same orchestra, the same ensembles. We generally have choir, we have recorders, um, but they're not to the same standard as Hartwell, but they don't have to be. I just write the music so that it, that yep. it works. You know, you, what do I have? This is how the way we'll go about it. Um, I've done lots of things like guitar groups, ukulele groups, and um, what have you in, in, in other schools. It just works in a, different, in a different way. But all of the classes get decent curriculum. 
yeah, music, which which is yeah. which is really key. And um, and one of your previous schools, I went in and did mm-hmm. some samba. That's all. That's always a lot of fun, especially yes. when you you go in and you you work with children that you know have already got a good grounding in yeah. some of their musical skills because mm-hmm. you can start at such mo- a faster pace yes. and and they really pick things yeah. up cli- up quickly. And and that's kind of it. Sort of takes us around to why we decided to do the 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 cluster event. You know, mm-hmm. ha- and and you'd have also heard in in the previous podcast me talking to Andy Williams about. You know, the EWS school, which is the secondary school around here, and actually the cluster primary schools wanting to have this idea of a feeder system, mm-hmm. you know, actually having more music, having a, the all that investment they put into their primary school, knowing that when they go to secondary, they have somewhere to play yes. and perform. And he's very keen yeah. on all that sort of thing. So it was kind of our brainchild, wasn't it, to be able to sort right. of come up with an idea of, of getting the children to just to come and play and, and understand together. what that's like. Yeah, yeah, yes. So what do you think is the is the key thing to that? And, and why having a cluster idea of more than just the individual schools working together? Well, I think it puts music across our, our cluster area. It says they can see what other schools are doing. They can think, you know what? I could do a little bit of that. Let let us have that. Um, I think people are quite scared of music. Um, and maybe in some ways that they're not necessarily so scared of, of other areas. They're very scared of music. They think you've got to be a member of the Philharmonic or you can't teach how to sing a song. And they're quite scared of it. And I've noticed in, the, certainly since I got back from America, certainly within about the last eight years, how music has gone downhill in schools quite significantly and it doesn't need to have done by bringing the children into the cluster they can say this here's a person who can do this oh look there's quite a few of them who can actually do this maybe we could ask some questions the children are getting the music and staff are thinking oh i could do that i joined in that was actually quite easy to teach. Yeah, and I think that's important. And that's the reason, as well as having the children performing for an afternoon, or and um, we're going to have the sort of the CPD idea of being mm-hmm. able to, you know, a very hands-on kind right. of, look, this is what we do yeah. in our classrooms yeah. when we're doing it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and these are the things that you're going to do. And one of the things that we're really keen to, to, um, to express during this is the fact that we also want to be able to be that person that can help you. You know, we can come in yes. and just say, ah, where is your music at the moment? Would you like some help? <laughs> so, there we are. There's the there's the thing about live recordings when you when you're not in the studio, and um, I hear the doorbell going in the background. Um, but but yeah, one one of the really key things is to be able to turn around and say, actually, you just need to look at it this way, or you need to look at it that yes. way, or these are some yes. of the games that we do, the the rhythm games that we do to get people yeah. in. You know, you don't need to suddenly think, I want more music in my school. I need to hire a professional. It's no. that kind of we need to do the register every day. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't we do it to a rhythm? Yeah. Why don't we do it in a musical way? The skill way? is already in the school. When I took, started to do this job, I was a musician and I had to learn how to teach. Yes. And that was the training I did. Um, and I realised actually the teachers, they already know how to teach. All you have to do now is teach how to sing a little song. Yeah. <laughs> And that's actually very, very easy yeah. with the amazing resources that are out there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. That's, and that for is the other important thing we want to get across for you is the fact that we're also going to put together some resources that you don't necessarily that you can't just buy we are going to have links and we're going to have recommendations of Mm -hmm. of some companies that provide fantastic things but we know that the starting point is i'm going to teach some music today or i want to introduce music into my school where do i start Mm -hmm. and so we're going to first of all just just have a sheet that says well you walk into the classroom how are we going to sit down? Do we need to move some mm-hmm. tables? Let's all sit in a circle. Let's let's have a rhythm game. 
these are some of the options that you can do. And then all of a, all of a sudden, you're already a music yeah. teacher. Um, and, and we understand that the fear factor is so high because it's, <laughs> it te- lots of people, it's taking you out of your comfort zone. But when you know that over the course of the next half an hour, you're going to come into the room, you're going to mm-hmm. sit down, you're going to be in a circle, you're going to create this rhythm, which you already know, you're going to introduce the idea mm-hmm. of your name, your colour, your favourite football team, or whatever it is right. that you want to do as a game. The half an hour disappears, but you're already embedding those kind of musical mm-hmm. skills, which can then be enhanced as you go through. And those are the, some of those little steps that are really important that you can keep recreating mm-hmm. week in, week out. That, that I think are quite hard resources to find when you're just starting yes, out. And that's, yes. the, that's the gap, that's the pain point we want to try and help yeah. to, to, to cover, really. <laughs> you can buy a CD, you can buy a music book, but then you think, oh, no, what do I do with it? Exactly. <laughs> and it still seems that bit scary. Yeah, yeah so um, so you'll be able to go onto the website and um, and sign up for the email, and, and we'll send you that for free. We'll, we'll have this document here, which just gives you a step-by-step guide of what to do. So you don't need any money, you don't need any extra mm-hmm. time. You can do it during your registration or, or you know, when they're lining up for, um, to go into lunch I, I've heard people doing it right. in that way as well yeah. it doesn't matter you can find and do it in your own way but we'll just give you some tips of, of how to do that and then from there you'll be able to follow this sort of course idea on because then what you can do is we'll give you a little an idea about how do you then introduce some more formal scene where are those resources going to be mm-hmm. you know oh, I'm going to do a recorders and we've got some peripatetic teachers coming in so we can introduce anyone. Your ensemble at school, if you want an ensemble, can mm-hmm. be anybody doing anything. Yes. You know, what yeah. have you got in your classroom? What have you got in your school that you can use? And so we want to help you with all of that. And then, as you say, take it through. Once you've then been doing it for a little while and you've got some really skilled people, you can have a real ensemble that yeah, can absolutely. do some great stuff. Yeah. So what do you think are the most important things for a, a teacher who's literally got sort of staring into the headlights going I don't know where to start is it just literally those steps that we've just talked yeah. about or is there anything just else that can really help a big space in your room in a circle <laughs> yes and it is that straightforward it really, it, it really is as straightforward as that um, she said the rhythm games that we can show you really easy they cost absolutely nothing yeah. you've realised that you've actually probably already been doing them anyway and and then you just advance it from there a, a, a simple song children actually know quite a lot of songs they listen to the radio in the car every day sing one you don't have to reinvent the wheel you don't have to overthink things people do overthink music a lot Um, and actually it's quite a basic uh, curriculum music is quite basic when you strip it back so just you need a big space in your room and a circle (laughs) and and there you are and and that that is that is that straightforward and I have to say children know they know so many nursery rhymes you know they've been through they they do all those things and also you don't need to be the person that does it on your own if you're scared of singing if you're not used to using your voice Mm -hmm. one thing you can do is actually do the whole shower thing and I'm going to sing in the shower so you get used to actually using it but also by the same token you also are able to you know there are so many resources out there and sing with the children you know you don't have to be the one that's always leading and doing it on your own absolutely I quite often take a back seat especially if I'm in school for an entire day um, I don't stand and sing for an entire day. My voice wouldn't deal with that, and for it sure, certainly yeah. wouldn't cope with me doing it again the next day. So I allow the backing track to do it. I, l- I let the, the professional on there take it away, and I work with the children instead of being, oh, Mrs. Aviar, the teacher. And, and we work really nicely like that. Let the children take over. Absolutely, so. and, and I think one of the key things I've always found is, is the emphasis that the, the children feel like they're musicians from the moment they start doing it. Yes. You know, so today we've learned this particular phrase or this mm-hmm. particular song and you're a choir. 
Yes. And, and, and it's that simple. Yes. You know, you don't have to be in the school choir. You are a choir of this right. class. And it might yeah. be something you want to attain mm-hmm. to. You might want a choir that can go to Young Voices or somewhere and, and really enjoy that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But every day has its own entity and, and something which completes those things. And that's why the rhythm games and those sorts of things and the repetition of all of that yes. really, it's, it's really makes all the difference. And of course, when I'm in a classroom, I don't have a piano with me. No. So I'm known in the community as the piano teacher, the piano lady who, you know, we can play all of these instruments. When I walk in a classroom, I have nothing. I have exactly the same as classrooms all over the country. Yeah. And that's not a piano. In the, yeah. so and, and, and so you don't can, need the expensive and the fancy resources. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is you can literally start now if, yeah. if, if you want to. Um, and also one of the things I was going to say, you know, that's bridging that gap between using sort of classroom percussion and actually having more of that. I mean, it's it's not that expensive no, to not. get hold of a set of um, boom whackers. I right. Mean, kids love that, you know. <laughs> we you all know, love that. <laughs> you know, you've even, even I did some with year reception in, and year <laughs> one, you know, we learned a simple um, nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. And and then I just gave out the boom whackers and said, well, point, I'm going to point to you and you're going to play the boom whackers. And we did it in little groups. And one, they loved it because they were just hitting boom whackers on the floor, which is a fantastic <laughs> thing to do. And then someone said, that's the same song that we've just been singing. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then before you know it, you know, you've got instruments going on. We talk about interval. Is it higher? Is it lower? You know, is it louder? Is it softer? And, and mm-hmm. you know, have you heard it on any other instruments? Oh, I've heard someone play it before on a flute or whatever. And you think, and already, you know, this whole engagement is there and they just absolutely love it. And that was quality learning right there. Quality mm-hmm. learning, absolutely. <laughs> and a lot of fun. And that's the key. The fun, the fun is really the key. So, um, so what do you think are the biggest challenges beyond that? Once you've kind of got things going, I mean, mm-hmm. bridging the gap into something a little bit more formal, what, what would you suggest and what sort of um, resources do you use right, to help you so move on from Again, um, you know, classroom teachers, they'll then say, I can sing a song. Yeah, I've got this. Of course I can do rhythm. I can do that. But I can't read music. Yes, that's the big barrier, isn't well, it? You, there's ways to learn to read music. Music is not meant to be a trick. Reading music is actually really, really simple. It's cracking a code. Who says you have to read music fluently? You you can have some very simple guidelines as how this thing is going to work. Yep. Um, I've got all sorts of composition things I use. And as we've discussed before, when I was in Hartwell, actually it surprised me how many of the excellent musicians there had never written a music note. And it surprised me. It took me by surprise with all my years of experience of doing that. And so we spent a lesson just writing music notes. And then we put them into some sort of order, higher ones, lower ones. We can put markings on whether they should be hard, detached notes, whether they should be smooth notes. You can transfer that to your boom workers, transfer that to your recorders. You don't have to be able to read music accurately. In order to, as, unless you put a fancy clef at the front of it, it's just a ladder. Yes. Teach the children a ladder. Low music goes at the bottom of the ladder. High music notes are at the top of the ladder. Everything else is a step in between. Or is it a jump in between? There's your pitch yeah. right uh, there. Uh, and then you can develop into you know, um, your standard notation. That's brilliant. From and, that. and, and, it, and it really is filling in those, in those gaps and those natural small increments. Tiny increments. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and as we said, yeah. you know, we're going to have these resources for you to download. Yes. You know, we're going to have a ladder. Yes. It's all going to be there <laughs> for you to be able to do if you want to do it. Um, and, and, and it really is... It really can be that simple yeah. and it's fun. And, and as we said, you know, it is just a code. Um, and, yes. one, and one of the really nicest things um, I did before was actually sort of just sort of one step removed. We actually did a composition. Um, but what we did is we created a clock face. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and as you move around the clock, we just had different symbols for what it was going to be. So everybody yeah. had just sound effects to make this composition. Right. So it was yes. an autumn-related thing. So yeah. we had dried um, leaves that we collected. We had tin cans. We had carrier bags. We had some twigs, um, some stone. We had all manner of different things. Mm-hmm. And so because we had the clock face, we had an amount of time the composition was going to be lasting right. for. And we were also then able to use arrows to point to, at this point, you're going to do this, but now we're going to add this particular sound effect mm-hmm. as well. We had a the thought of a journey of people walking sort of through the autumn and actually things that they might be able uh-huh. to do. And so it wasn't just a kind of, well, now I need to do a composition. How does that work? It was kind of, I've got a structure, I've got a code. Absolutely. And that's all music making mm-hmm. is. You I'm know, just going to write that clock face so. down, if you don't mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, formal notation's the same. It's just a way that everyone can yes. do it straight away. And so I think being creative with, with that is really great as well because then it becomes cross-curricular. No, it became an art lesson Absolutely. because they wanted to, it was part yes. of the performance. You know, the teacher was there and all the children can even do it as well you know pointing to where it was going around the clock and you wanted to make it look fantastic because the parents were then going to be watching and the rest right. of the school were watching and then you have to think about well how are we going to organize ourselves so we're used to facing the front and doing our composition but now we need to be facing the audience so mm-hmm. how are we going to be able to see you know, maybe we'll put it on a projector maybe we'll do it you know, and, and the world becomes open you know, right. because you've but just you got s- a plan of what it is yes. you're trying to do and what you thought in your head, well, you didn't, but you would have thought, <laughs> that's going to take five minutes. Actually took an hour, didn't it, Mark? Yeah, it takes, <laughs> absolutely. And, and you can, you know, you can do it over an amount yeah, of time. You know? So we're going out for the afternoon. We need to find some twigs and some leaves. And yes. um, you know, yeah. we need to ask you to raid your carrier bag cupboard yeah. and, and all of those uh-huh. things. Um, and, and, and so it, all those sorts of things, we're going to have those suggestions as well for you just to be able right. to, just to sort of find some of these ideas and just give it a go. Because then even just the things we've talked about already, you know, that might be a, year yes and so you know it really can be that simple yes. and, and we just want to support you that the fear comes from the unknown and as soon as you have a, you with all of your planning for all the subjects that people do you know as long as you know exactly where you're going from what you might not have is the experience and hopefully we can mm-hmm. bring the experience right. of things that we know that works yeah and as soon as you're engaging with the children, they'll love it yes. as well. And then it takes on a whole life of its own. When I've been full time in a school, um, especially because then you get, obviously get a lot of relationships with, with other staff as well. I've had many staff have say, said to me, oh, it's quite a lot easier than I thought. You make that look so easy. Oh, it was quite easy, wasn't it? And, you know, that's a, a lot of where, you know, I'm coming from with, yeah. with, with this whole system as well. Listen, I've heard teachers say, I can't do music. I'm terrified of music. We're so glad you come and do it for us. And then they gradually say, but I could have done that. They join in. They start putting their own slant on it as well. Yeah. And, you know, and they're retraining at the same time. Absolutely. And, and whether we can support you, if, if you're part of the local cluster who are going to be involved in our actual uh, um, cluster events, then we you know we can come and show you some of these things. Yes. If it's something you yeah. want to do, if you actually want to be part of a session and we can show you how to do it, then that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Um, and as we said, we'll have the resource material online as well. So you'd be able to do e- either of those. I things. do feel I'm a bit of a filter because I can open up the book as a musician and I'll say, oh, yeah, what am I going to get out of this then? Right, I've got that. You may open the book as a non-musician and it's just a whole load of dots yeah. and squiggles. So I'm sort of the filter that would then <laughs> say, actually, do it like this. Yeah. 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 You are using that resource, but this is how you should teach yeah. it. And, I, I think and believe me, it takes two minutes before you're teaching it yourself. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's just seeing that picture and yeah. it's joining all those things up. Yeah. Um, so... 
all these things are fantastic and you can do if if you are in a position to then move things forward and, and you want to create a maybe i don't know a ukulele or, or a recorder on ensemble mm-hmm. or something like that what i mean you mentioned sarah watts before she's a, yeah. she's quite a good starting point isn't she, she? resources yeah. to be able to do those sorts of things <laughs> yes yeah, sarah watts um she's a, a wonderful music educator um she's got the red hot song library which i use a lot of and again when i use commercial resources i try to get them that anybody can use yeah i I don't try to get something unusual um, because I'm aware that people want to take my work and do it into other schools. She also does an awful lot of recorder work um, and woodwind and, and brass. She, she goes the whole caboodle, but she comes right back to basic songs um, and then stretches all, all the way out. Um, but yes, Sarah Watts is a good one. She's a good one. <laughs> um, and then if you find yourself that, you know, you've been doing this or, or you've got different instruments going on mm-hmm. and and you want to create an ensemble even if it's just a one-off to begin yeah. with just to get everyone playing together um I, was, I guess we should say before that actually that the the whole idea of having a music ex- assembly in terms of people playing on their own is quite a, a good thing because mm-hmm. even if you only have a couple of people in the school playing an instrument just getting them to perform and other people oh, seeing it is, is a really, really important really yeah. key thing isn't it um but if you get to that ensemble stage is it a question of having to write your own music and no. and 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 work <laughs> no. the groups out, which I think would just frighten everybody? Absolutely. You know, I mean, how, yeah. how do you go about that? How do you no. incorporate what again? You, have? you find Sarah Watts with her band in a book, and she basically gives you the kids two notes to play. Right. P- put the CD on in the background, <laughs> and it'll carry the tune, and the children will play. Um, if you were conducting them, you stick to your music elements. Are we being loud? Are we being quiet? You kind of can make that bit up. Should yeah. it sound loud? Should it sound quiet? Sarah Watts will tell you, but you can make it up yourself quite yeah. easily. Um, should we play smooth? Should we be playing detached? How should we be doing this? But you know, Sarah Watts will literally give the children two notes to play in a piece of music, and they're all playing the same too, and it works just wonderfully Fantastic. throughout. And um, and we'll have all these resources on the website. You can yeah. get you can go and and we'll have links on the show notes page, which will be at educationonfire.com. So you can just click through all those yes. things, and we'll and we'll just show you exactly the sort of book that. that Carol's talking about and, and hey, that mm-hmm. can work. And so beyond that, you know, you talked about out of the arc and those sorts of things. Are those things mm-hmm. you do for ensembles or is that more choir or, or, or how out do you of use the them? arc I use um I use any 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 show that we're going to do. Um with out of the arc is my absolute starting point for that and I very rarely go elsewhere right. um for anything. They have wonderful assembly series um very reasonably reasonable cost as well and i'm doing two of those actually next week i'm doing ancient egyptians and um and what's the other one I'm doing great fire of london but actually the great fire of london one i'm doing with year two it's a little bit over the top so i'm dumping one of the songs and i'm just going to stick london's burning in because yep. i can't get the job done um i'll also adapt it that the year two won't be able to follow the script my year three will with the egyptians one but year two won't so the children will write their script then so i've got london's burning a song about the great fire of london <laughs> Um, which is quite a simple one, and the children's script, and there's an assembly right there. Um, we'll put some instruments for London's Burning. We'll do it with a, as a round. We'll do some crackly sounds. We'll get a whole thing going that. And and I think it's at that moment you suddenly realise that you don't need to do music in school. No. You're already, already doing, doing learning doing in school. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know. So all the yeah. things that you're going to be doing, whatever yeah. your topic happens to be, you can incorporate music. will have something for it their assembly series um i use those with their words on screen again 
the children love the words on the screen. You're not copying, you know, copying out by doing anything. You know, use the resources that are there. The children are also really, really good at operating the, co the computer. Yep. So you don't need to do that. You just give that to some year six who's going to work their way through your playlist. There's your assembly right there. Yeah. Um, they enjoy watching um, out at the assembly. They do sing in parts. They do sing with harmonies. So they're doing it for you right there. They also do um, their key stage one resources I use a lot. They're, they're topic resources as well, like songs about water, songs about mini beasts, songs about the sun, songs about autumn. And, you know, you get yourself a couple of those and, and you're good to go. Yeah. And um, and, and one of the things I'd like, I'd like to cover um, beyond, we talked about getting things going and, and how mm -hmm. it can flourish and all that, but where does quality fit into the sort of thing that you, right. where, where, where you come from? Because, you know, mm -hmm. we, we all want to sing, we all want to have, have a choir and an ensemble mm -hmm. and we want it to be fun. Yes. But there's also that element of actually we want it to be good. And so that actual yeah. sort of teaching yes. music with, with, with that professional knowledge that you have how, how, how do you I mean obviously right. you can fit it in with what you do but how would you suggest that the teachers can well, do that as again, well again it comes down to music being really really basic and it just has a couple of elements in it um, even when you go along to listen to a professional orchestra they're all playing fast and slow <laughs> loud and quiet high and low yeah. um, whether they're playing detached whether they're playing smoothly um, they're, they're all doing this are they changing through it are they getting louder are they getting quieter are they speeding up are they slowing down and if you have just a little a little list of words next to you, yep. you incorporate those, it tightens everything up. And you're not just singing a song because you're thinking about it. You're thinking about the words that you're singing. You're thinking about where you're going to place them, where you're going to breathe, where you're going to focus. Once again, though, you're probably doing it already. Um, uh, many years ago, a music coordinator in a school, she was desperately trying to tick some boxes and say, have we followed pulse? Have we done rhythm? Have we done this? And I said, oh, well, unless you're just singing one note and you never change that note, you did the lot. But by definition, yeah. you have to cover all of those bases. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of those tick box things are, are often, if you just do great stuff, you've more than ever covered Absolutely. whatever that baseline Absolutely. is. And, and you yeah. won't even, well, you know you've done it, but you don't even have to try. No, be, no, it just it, happens. It, it, yeah. ju it just is. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things I'm also quite keen on is, especially when people start to learn things, it's those good habits that, that really have bigger yeah. results later on. You know, yeah. we're going to sit, but we're going to be right. sit, sit in a good posture. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to stand in a good posture. Where are we going to put our yeah. arms? You know, how yeah. are we going to breathe? Where are we breathing from? Yes. And you can talk about yes. diaphragm and that sort of thing. And do you, do you start those sorts of things really early on and allow that to progress? Or In my schools generally, because they're learning them from little anyway. And, you know, I'll sing the same song with a year two class that we sang in year one, but we're up leveling it yeah. now. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so my school's very much, we're doing those. But the first week that we're doing a song, no. The first week, we have a listen, we have a go, and then we might move on to something else. We won't come back to it until the next week, unless it was hugely popular yeah. and everybody wants to sing it six times. Um, you know, so I gradually work that over the period of a term. Um, we and, and every week during class we'll say how are we improving it this week what is different to last week and the last week of term I always like to just do everything we've done and it's a performance even if we don't have an audience which is just showing remember how this was in week one 
and look how wonderful it is now yeah. and it might be that somebody actually now knows the words yes yeah <laughs> yeah and, and it is that gradual pro- um, progression yeah. isn't it you know which is what music is when yeah. you come to me for a piano lesson I don't expect you to be able to play it perfectly the first week. Yeah. It's going to take the term. Yeah, and and, and and those are great skills that music really has a benefit for, isn't it? You Across know, the board. You, you can't mm. just do it, you no. know. I mean, even no. if you're exceptionally talented, there comes a point mm. where, actually, I need to put the hours in, you know. Yes. And, <laughs> and in school, that's the same. Having those regular singing lessons or having those regular instrumental lessons or having your regular time in your class, mm. and that might just be re- registration, you right. know. But you, without doing anything more than just that, each week it gets better. And like you say, when you yes. look back over a term or yes. over a year, you yes. just have that embedded. And I've certainly mm-hmm. found that with my samba sessions when I've been into schools. You know immediately from the moment they start doing a rhythm, they're used to doing a rhythm because they have a yes. sense of pulse because yes. it's something they've done week in, week yes. out. And the ones that don't, you it really tell that as right. well. And it gives the children confidence to do the same thing again yeah. the next week. Um, that was another thing that I've been told again in, in schools. Um, people who have thought that you have to have a completely different music lesson the next week. Yeah. Well, that was a really good song we did last week. Let's do that again. And, and yes, some things you'll do and you'll think, we're never doing that again, yeah. you know. But, you know, generally the children like it when they know that you've, you know, one song is coming on or they're requesting a song. If they know, if they've done it before, they enjoy it. So we don't really have very many behaviour issues or anything in the room. The children are confident. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And after you've introduced the song or the piece of music for that first week, after that you start to sit back a little bit. Yeah, and... <laughs> And I think because, you know, we, there's a lot of talk these days about mindfulness and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But music has to be that because they're engaged and, yes. and it's engagement. Yes. That's that's what it is. They're yes. fully involved. Yeah. Everyone's taking part. There's no yes. waiting around for things to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's doing it all the time. And um, and that's really, really and It doesn't important. matter who you are, where you are in your class. No. You know, everybody can do music. Yeah. And you're supported yeah. from... from from all the way through because you're in a group and also like you said you know that confidence to be able to say something on your own it's only just for a yes. second and, and yes. it's really like that and then yeah. it opens up that whole conversation oh, I felt a little bit funny because I was a little bit nervous <laughs> yeah absolutely but that's part that's part of the thing yes. as well you know and um and, and I think all of those extra things that you know music specifically can can bring and support children mm-hmm. with in terms of confidence and self-esteem and mm-hmm. um and just that general support speech. network speech <laughs> absolutely huge one. absolutely <laughs> i do remember going into a school and, and one of the rhythm games i did you know i often introduce it with people saying their name in the gap and that sort of thing but then in the gap we did times table and then yes. we and then we did yeah. the alphabet and they were like oh, it's like an english lesson or a maths lesson <laughs> You can put in whatever you, what like. you what, like. What's your topic? And yeah. and 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 that's probably a, you know quite a good place to to round things off as well. Is the fact that you have a whole academic year this mm-hmm. year, and actually you don't have to plan the whole thing completely from a blank piece of paper no. because you've got harvest coming up in the autumn, Absolutely. and then you've Go got Christmas, <laughs> and then you've got Easter, and you know it, it doesn't matter how your school is in terms of whether it's got a. Um, a religious attachment or, or whether it's completely secular or, or, or whatever your your setup is you yeah. know there are things within the school year that you will be looking forward to or celebrating or acknowledging in some way or another yeah. um, and with that there'll be a song there'll be something yes. you can do there'll be a piece of work that you can put together with that and so when you're starting at the beginning of the year if indeed that's what you want to do to plan your year 
actually you've got not that much to fill in right absolutely yeah um and that's what i would do in one of my schools um they actually apologized to me in the summer when they said we've redone our creative curriculum carol and um we're really sorry but we've got some different topics and would you be able to put music around these topics and they were wondering why i was having hysterical giggling yay i don't have to go through my three thousand songs (laughs) yay I've got a dozen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually made my summer a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My, my daughter's got um, World War Two um, topic at the moment. Oh, I've got a book um, on that right there. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and you'll remember from... <laughs> But when Callum was in school, we, d- uh, we actually did a, a production of World War Two songs and yes. I had a professional yes, band did, come yes. in and all of yeah. that. And it's just, uh, that's a particularly great topic because there's so many great so songs many. and they're fun and, yeah. and easy to do. So, uh, well, thanks so much for chatting. I mean, it's been, oh, it's been really interesting, <laughs> and and I and I hope you can actually sort of picture how all this thing can come, to, all these things can come together, mm-hmm. and and actually you can start putting music in your school. And if you've got great music going on already, where you can actually extend it and and, and where you can develop these things, um, go to the website educationonfire.com and and see all the resources that are there. We're going to have some free downloadable stuff that you can do. Just sign up, and you can download it. Use the use the ladder, you know, use the crit sheet of where you're actually. Mm-hmm. Going start and we'll have a list of all the resources we talked about and out of the arc and sarah watts and all these things with some links to books that are used a lot that can just give you that initial resource and then we'll try and support you with how you can do it um and please get in touch um let us know what you think and if you need any help and support then yeah just drop us a line you can do it through the contact page on the website or just write to mark at educationonfire.com and we'll kind of give you as much support as we possibly can thanks so much thank you Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.